Life is Sinner and a Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Elsa. So, life has been a little crazy lately. I mean, actually, I think we say that all the time. So, maybe I should just inform you when it's not crazy. I think, I think we do kind of say that every time. Like, oh, so it's been a little crazy. <laughs> or we've had a lot going on. Oh, um, yeah. True or false? Our lives are always crazy. Yes, I think that's true. true. Anyone I, else? I it? said to somebody yesterday, she, we met, um, while my son's in jujitsu and I have an hour to sit there. So if y'all want to talk, come sit with me for an hour because I can't go in the gym and I'm just sitting there, I don't know, staring off into the abyss. But she goes, hey, what are you doing? And I said, try not to be homicidal. And she was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I know, you probably wish I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> that happens. It's good to keep people on their toes. Right? Yeah. yeah. I thought maybe she should know where I'm at. Like, let's go ahead and lay it out. This yeah. is where I am before this we get started. This is where I am. That's, <laughs> I've had such a hard time answering that question lately. Like, how are you? Oh, I mean, I don't know. My dad died a few weeks ago. And so, how am I? Right. Like, I'm not okay. But then you don't want to, like, burden people with that. So, I'm like hanging in there or getting used to things or well you know but then I'm such an optimistic positive person right um so if you see me don't ask me how I am well but (laughs) you know what why do you feel like you have to say why that's not a burden people that are asking you generally want to know how you're doing no they don't oh I mean some people do yeah like I mean I genuinely want to know what can I do for you because you're on my mind a lot but continue on to some people don't want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they do. I think it's something that we say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we overuse it. I think it's a pleasantry. And I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I do. Th- some people do genuinely care. But other times I just think it's something we say. Like, oh, hey, great to see you. How are you doing? People right. Don't, you don't have time to stop. Like, it's a, it's a passing by kind of thing. Yes. Like, I care about you, but I don't really have time to listen kind of thing is how you feel. And I'm, I don't like to lie, so I'm real bad at saying, oh, good, great to see you, bye-bye, yep, doing, we're doing great. Yeah. I, I just I can't do that. I have such a hard time just faking it. But this just reminds me of, I was talking to that same person that I said I was homicidal. She stayed and talked with me, which was nice. But anyways. Oh, she didn't leave. She went terrified. <laughs> I mean, I would have run away. I'd be like, oh my gosh, look, someone's calling. <laughs> she said, um, we were talking and I said, you know, it's it's your story or it's my story. It's not everybody's story. Like, you don't get to know it all. Like, that's my right. chapter I'm going to hold close. So maybe you're holding this chapter close. This chapter with your dad is close. And so for the people that can handle the... I'm not okay, and this is why. And you feel their, and I'm gonna say ingenuity, but that's not it. Their genuineness, or, or yeah. you know, those are your people that you have to have close by. And I don't really think. I mean, like I'm not hating on people. I think I need to practice what I'm gonna say. I actually thought about this at three o'clock in the morning. Like, what can I say that makes me feel better about being truthful, but not giving too many details? And so I think. That that's something that we could all do in our situations. You know, we can be prepared for the question because I, it will come because people do care. 
And it is what people say. I say it. Right. I mean, I just think when you said, I have to practice what I'm going to say, to me that feels so inauthentic. But I understand why you're saying that because some situations in life call. Mm-hmm. And it's not even being inauthentic. It's I'm going to come at you from this 10,000 foot level because I can't dwell on the ground with anybody right now except my husband or my mom or my close friends. And so at some point, it's not because I don't value that you care about me. It's just, I don't have the bandwidth. Right. And right. quite frankly, I don't really want to cry right here in front of the whole world at <laughs> TJ Maxx. So right. everything is great. <laughs> don't be nice to me. Dad, come it. Smack her around a little bit. Tell her her hair is frizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Which it usually is. You know, this got me thinking about friends and who you have mm. close by. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that we're only as good as our closest people. And that sounds really weird to say it like that as it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but who you have close After by. After God, of course. But like, yes, the people that God has put or that, you know, he's tried to stick in your path for you to collect for your people here. Yeah, it's so important that you keep ones close that are honest, mm-hmm. even when it's hard. Yep. That will hold you accountable, even when it's hard. <laughs> um, they don't all have to look like you or think like you, but they have your best intentions in mind. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it is in the relationships, those relationships where. Um, it switches. I cannot remember who there's some sort of like really smart dude that <laughs> I can't remember who he is. I'm uh, sorry about that dude, but um, he calls it like the I it relationship versus the I thou relationship. Oh Lord. Okay. I hope you can unpack that. Yeah. Okay. So like the I it where we just get so busy and we don't really want to hear the truth from people or whatever, it, it can go both ways where it's just like me, like I, and then you're just like a, a thing, a, another per, just an it. Okay. But the I thou makes it more relational. Like you see the person you're honoring. So it's me, mm-hmm. my, me, myself, and I, but it's thou. So it's like an honoring of that person. And what you what happens when you switch that mindset is you are one more apt to make time for people to listen to listen more wholly right not h-o-l-y but the other one and to be present to listen to them to support them but you're also more willing to receive truth and Mm -hmm. advice and to accept that support from that person when you're in an eye thou and that's when like god is kind of gluing the relationship together and honoring that. I almost feel like maybe sometimes we can feel like it's I and a project, right? Yes. I feel like a lot of times I'm somebody's project. I know I was somebody's project a lot when I worked at the church. Um, Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) That's what the real world does. People welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But I think when you have a, um, camaraderie it doesn't mean that we always think the same but we're sharpening each other it's not just giving 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 or taking 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 from the other person right yeah absolutely 
and there's no yeah we don't need to ever try to get caught up in fixing people because that just doesn't work right because we're not god thankfully mm-hmm. how exhausting would it be to be god First of all, I would use a lot more lightning bolts, y'all. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> At least the first month, I would have a lot of fun. <laughs> I think, so what about when people have a situation going on in their life, okay? And um, so I, I know someone who has a really challenging situation with a child, um, and they have not shared it with me. Yes. And... Um, it has barely been shared with anybody else beyond. And I'm sure it's because, I don't know, privacy, shame, confusion, guilt. There's so many things as parents, right? Yes. And we don't want to necessarily let people in or trust them. or we, And we want to protect our children and the other people involved. But how do we help people like that? How do we help people where we know there's a situation, but they haven't confided in us um why do people keep it to the well i think i know why but what do we do about that so i have a lot of answers for that okay good because <laughs> usually you're asking me the questions um because i've walked through this um many times number one i think you keep showing up mm-hmm. um just for small talk just for encouragement not just for encouragement is huge, but also instead of speaking to the issue at hand, speak to the effects it's having on that person. So that person is having shame, perhaps if that's what you feel it is, speak to that shame, speak truth into that shame, because you're going to start to change the way they feel about the situation. And then they're going to feel like they can confide in you about the situation. Gotcha. Does that, that make sense? Yes, that is so good. That is so good. I think sometimes, um, you, well, I know I do. I feel very um, helpless because you <laughs> yeah. see people that you want to, you know, to care for, but they haven't really necessarily let you in, um, and you want to honor that, and you don't want to. It's you know, you know, it's not personal. Yeah, it's just a private thing. Not personal against me. It's their personal item to do with what they want. But then you feel helpless. Um, and th- But then you just pray. But I love that idea about keep showing up. Because I think sometimes I have a tendency to, I'll just remove myself from the situation. Not necessarily the friendship, but like, I don't know what to do. Right. So it is easier just to not do. Right. And they're not like reaching out. So Right. And it's so funny. I was thinking about this this morning. Um, sometimes not doing something, not doing anything, is making a statement. Mm-hmm. And particularly if this person already feels shame, not realizing their own fault, but they, not their fault, but their their you know play in the game is they're not sharing, they're not reaching out. But now you're not reaching out also, and that tends to be your tendency. That's your tendency. Now they're thinking, see, you know, obviously I'm right. I am shameful. They don't want to be around me. There is an issue here. Right. Um, or probably they're thinking, well, everybody knows. Word on the street. Everybody knows, and they're ostracizing me. Mm. Oh, see, that breaks my heart. I yeah. mean, I don't know if that's the case because I don't know the situation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And every situation can be different, right? But you just, you always want to do, 
what is honoring to that person in their situation. And then I also always just pray that they have their people. Like, I can't be everybody's person. You right. can't be everybody's person. And, I mean, I'm not all that, you know. And I, <laughs> so then you just pray, I hope they have their people that they are opening up to, that are supporting them. Yeah. And it's okay if it's not us. Right. But you just hope that they do have those people. And that's the most important thing. Which yes. goes back to our friends. Right. You know, I was um, with somebody and they said, you are one of the only Christians I will talk to about this stuff because you do not judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's when I want to say that. I'm probably one of the least judgy people you'll meet because I've probably done it all. I've walked in the world a long time. And like Allison and I discussed last week, um, Allison is breaking free from all of her own legalistic chains and, you know, the the box that she was put into because, you know, a lot of people were raised in a church around here in particular. And so they're trying to break free of all the things that they were taught and all the things they're not allowed to do and all the do's and don'ts and all of the rules and regulations. The man-made stuff. Right, which are not from God, but that's, you know, because churches run by, well, humans. <laughs> we get it wrong. And so um, I, on the other hand, and trying to be reined in a little bit. And so I'm gonna be a little more comfortable, but you wanna make sure that you're talking to somebody like Allison is saying. Um, And just think about the person that you feel like is judging you. Are they truly judging you? Or is that coming from your baggage that you're carrying from Sunday school church pew, right? I think that's an excellent point. And I was thinking down that same line because I think when you've grown up in the church because I totally put God on the shelf in college and just did whatever the heck I wanted right and would come home and say I'm sorry and we've had that podcast before but then when you do come back around I think the shame and the guilt is like so I don't know it it feels so much greater because we had that foundation we stepped away from it and chose a different path and then we come back to it versus not ever having it, having had it or known about it. Right. And living a certain way and then being like, oh, I'm going to turn the pay. I'm going to turn the corner and I'm going to start this new leaf. And I learned about this new amazing God. But see, I knew better. Right. So, so the I, shame and the guilt is yes. super layered. I don't know what that feels like. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than that. But what I'm like, I'm thinking... When I came to God, I was a broken mess. I knew that the only way for me to move forward was by the grace and mercy of God. Where you were already maybe in a good place, and then you fell back, and then you have the guilt of, like you said, coming back and needing His grace and mercy. For me, it was like opening this present I never even knew I needed, right? right? And I think that is so important for us to consider as we are approaching friendships and how we just listen to others because we all have different experiences. Yes. We all come from different backgrounds. I mean, yes, they might have overlaps and similarities because, I mean, come on, there's nothing new under the sun. We hope not. (laughs) there's different combinations even of that. You know, even if you do have lots of similarities, there are also very distinct differences. There are different parental relationships and different sibling orders, and there's so many things that, um, different traumas. 
that we can't even consider. And so I think when we're supporting our friends, when we want to be those people who are there not being judgmental, providing a listening ear, um, offering truth, you know, just considering all of those things about Mm -hmm. that individual and not taking things so personally when other people react a certain way. Maybe they have walls built up. Maybe there are certain things that they aren't comfortable sharing for other reasons where they've been hurt by others, and we don't understand that yet. Yes. And so I just love what you said. Like, we just need to keep showing up. Yes, and so I ask you, as you're looking at your friends group, who do you, who's in your corner, mm-hmm. right? Who do you have fighting for you? Because at the end of the day, when like the world just turns upside down, you're going to need people to fight for you because you are going to be walking around like in a cloud of dust. You have no idea which way's up, right? And so who's coming to be by your side? Who's um, standing as your front and rear guard besides God, right? You want people that you know are wanting the best for you. You want people that cheer louder for you, right? Yeah. I just think about um, a re- like a sign that your friend might not be for you is that when you celebrate something, they are going to show you three reasons why it might not work. Oh, yeah. Might not be the best person to have in your corner. (laughs) I mean, if you are trying to um, maybe change your eating habit or stop your drinking habit, your good friends don't take you to happy hour. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Well, but if you do want to go to happy hour and your friends are giving you three reasons not to, that is truth and that is love. (laughs) Yes, which is also hard. Yes. So that is where you might drop a friend because they're not telling you what you want to hear Mm. when it is the right thing you need to hear. Mm. Yeah, a lot of friends, well, your friends should tell you the hard stuff. Yeah. I would also say when you're thinking about your friends, consider some of those that are around you that you consider a friend that maybe need to hear from you that you have their back. Mm. Just I'm thinking about you, and I just wanted you to know, I got your back. I'm always here for you, and I just wanted you to know that. I appreciate you. Because sometimes it is just not even the advice. You don't need the advice. You don't need the lunch. You just need the reminder that you have people in your corner. Yes. You know, like you're not ready to sit down in the corner with anybody. Right. (laughs) Right. But you just like knowing you it it brings you comfort and it's an answer to prayer that there are people that are waiting for you in the corner Mm. to bring you a casserole Mm. or just punch somebody in the face for you. Oh, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know your name. I I knew you'd like that one. You know, just I'm on your side. I'm on your team. Yeah. And I'm here for you and I support you and I think you're awesome. And just, I'm your friend, you know, because I think, I think about the person I was sharing, you know, who's going through something. She probably just needs to hear that. Yes. More than anything else. Just knowing that I'm here waiting with open arms if she, when she needs me or if she needs me for anything. And that can be the most powerful thing. Yeah. I think I read somewhere recently where it said, um, don't give someone advice when all they need is a hug. Oh, I love a hug. I know you do, girl. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, this has been a really, this has been really helpful for me to talk this through. I don't know about y'all that are listening, but I hope it's been helpful maybe to consider some of your friends and what their needs may be. And then maybe even what your needs are as a friend and being able to communicate that to them or, or feeling that security of opening up to someone to share and letting them into your life. But next week, we are going to talk about some Oh, something very interesting. Oh, we are? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going into a little true faults there um, to see what it really looks like to be a Christian. I think it's going to surprise you. Not truth or dare, but true false. Maybe that's my problem. I grew up playing <laughs> truth or dare. Huh. That's another podcast. Okay. <laughs> see you next week on The Center and the Saint.